Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello friend, and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the host of this podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposefully, and I am so glad that you are here. Um, If you are a regular listener um, or you are in the community on Instagram, on the She Lives Purposefully Instagram, you know that we've taken a couple of weeks hiatus, and um, you may know that it is because we very tragically had a very sudden death in our family. My father-in-law passed away just very suddenly and unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago. And so I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who has reached out and who's been praying for us and that I am so cherishing your prayers. We are so thankful for your prayers. We have, um, been so blessed by the Lord to feel his peace and his comfort. Um, and, um, So with all of that being said, what a perfect conversation to have being the first conversation back on the podcast. This was actually recorded a couple of weeks before um, my father-in-law passed away, but what a timely topic talking about peace. Um, And so I'm excited for you to hear this conversation, whether you are in a great season or maybe you're in a very hard trying season as well. This conversation is so good and so filled with the truth of God and just how to have God's peace. So be encouraged and equipped today. And again, friends, thank you so much for all of your prayers and your messages. They mean the world to my husband and I, to my family and I. So thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited for this episode, just as we were talking about. I think it's such a necessary topic, and I'm excited about everything that you've written about um, in your new book. But before we kind of dive into this topic, why don't you just from your own words, tell us who you are, what you do, all the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Megan. It's a gift to be here, and I'm excited to chat today. Yeah, my name is Ann Swindell, and more than anything, I love the Lord, and I'm just seeking to follow Him, and I'm sure like most of us, I carry a lot of different roles and responsibilities in my life. Uh, The most important ones outside of being a follower of Jesus is that I'm a wife to Michael. We've been married for over 16 years now, which is wild to me. We have a couple beautiful kids, and um, shockingly, I am a homeschooling mom, which I never saw coming, never planned on. <laughs> and if you told me that like 10 years ago, I would have been like, that is not me. But it's ended up being such a gift. Uh, since we're a ministry family, my husband's a pastor, so I'm also a pastor's wife. And so our schedules in our life just kind of don't fit the regular like Monday through Friday. And so having that flexibility as a family has been a real treasure. And then I'm also the owner of Writing with Grace, where I teach Christ-centered writing courses for women around the world. And I've been doing that for over six years. I love it. I used to be a college professor. And so getting to teach in this way and to impact women and equip them to do the work God that, that God has called them to do mm-hmm. uh, through their writing is a real joy in my life. Yeah. And then I'm also an author and a speaker. And so I write for different publications online. I speak at different women's uh, events, conferences, retreats, and then I have written a couple books. 
Wow. No, praise the Lord. Oh, man. That is so, that's so cool. And I love that um, I didn't know that about like the writing courses for women because I feel like so many women want to start and jump into what they feel like the Lord has called them to, but kind of definitely, you know, we all need guidance going along. So it's really, that's incredible. What does that um, look like practically? Yeah. So uh, what it looks like is I kind of took my years of teaching in the collegiate setting and getting to teach creative writing courses and memoir courses and things, even occasionally I throw in a little bit of poetry there, but I teach different courses based on the topic. So I wanted to kind of intermingle my skills, both as a university level teacher and all the training, the years of school that I went to, to do that with the the world of Christian publishing yeah. and to kind of pull the curtain back for writers who are like, I feel called to write a book or I feel called to share my story or I feel called to write for different publications online. How do I practically do that, but also excellently do that? Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about helping my writers avoid is writing about their faith in a cliched way that sounds trite or silly. Yeah. Um, faith in Christ is beautiful and deep and multifaceted and hard. And I want to help equip the writers that I'm working with to tell their story in a way that's engaging and winsome and also honest. Mm. Um, Christ doesn't shy away from the hard parts of our stories or the questions that we have. And what I love being able to do is to, I teach these courses live and online so I can engage with my writers. And then I offer, um, opportunities to give them feedback on their work and to coach them. I also have a year long coaching mastermind that I do where I get to pour into women for a year at a time. And so obviously you can tell I'm super passionate about this because I love helping women walk into this calling of writing so that it's not so scary and it's yeah. not so overwhelming. And so that they also have practical insights and tools in their, their you know, I call it their writing toolkit as a writer. So they can actually grow um, in the skill and in the craft. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's, yeah, that's so important. And so, <laughs> yeah, so cool. And I love too how you talked about how the Lord doesn't shy away, you know, from those hard parts of life, the hard parts totally. of our story. And I know in my own life, I have absolutely found that that has been when, I grow the most a lot of times is in those hardest seasons and he is Mm. so faithful to be so involved and to redeem and restore and heal um, and to just be with us in those valleys. Something I really love about the Lord is just how faithful he is to be with us in the hard seasons which I feel like is a good transition into our topic, talking about finding peace, because I think, you know, right now, we were talking a little bit about this before, before we started recording, but um, I feel like just anxiety and fear and stress are so prominent in the world and in our society. Absolutely. Yeah, and we've talked about it on on the Sheila's Purposely podcast before from different perspectives. We've talked about, mm. um, you know, prayers of rest, also just mental health and counseling. Yeah. But I'm excited to talk about it um, with you and, and kind of from the perspective of your new book, The Path to peace. And in your book, you do three big things. We You talk about experiencing God's peace in your daily life, responding mm-hmm. to challenges with faith rather than fear, and finding hope in God's goodness and faithfulness. Um, so I would love to dive into those things. But before we do that too, um, I'm curious just your own experience with this. Like what led you to write the book? What made you passionate about um, just sharing sharing this? Yeah, totally. You know, I think uh, kind of on a broad scale, I think all of us can relate to maybe 
specifically in the past couple of years, just feeling more overwhelmed than yeah. usual, feeling a lot more anxiety and stress than we usually would with what's been going on in the world with the pandemic. And honestly, now, I mean, different wars, societal issues, like the world is just hard. And I think the last couple of years have kind of blown that up to a proportion where all of us are feeling it. Um, so I actually wrote a lot of this book during the pandemic, but the, the particular reason that I started writing it and studying it was happened before the pandemic. And um, our family had, we're a ministry family, as I said, my husband's a pastor. And this book was really born out of a season in my own life where we had just gone through a really painful job loss situation. So my husband was on staff at a church and he ultimately lost his job for speaking the truth which wow. is really painful, right? Because yeah. you're in a church. You would right. hope that truth would be upheld and praised. And um, he's a man of integrity. He, I've, I've never been more proud of him in my life. I was so thankful for the way that he stood up for the Lord and for truth. However, unfortunately, he lost his job because of it. And overnight, we lost um, our income, our main income. We lost our church community, which was our community. You know, the interesting thing I've learned now about being a, uh, a ministry family is that your job and your community are kind of one and the same. And so overnight we lost most of our friends. Um, and I was really struggling with anxiety and overwhelm. I was, I was like, how are we going to pay for our mortgage? Like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And it was literally for months. We just had no clarity. Um, no, God did not give us a path of like, what is next? What do we do? And at the same time, um, our son at the time, he was born with kind of a rare GI condition okay. that caused him a lot of daily pain. He was like two at the time, he was little. And so I had a son that was really sick. I had a husband who was depressed. Now we had the practical realities of our life were just super overwhelming because no clear income, no clear direction. And I remember feeling the weight of like, personally kind of feeling like I've got to hold things together for the family, you know, like. My husband is in the pits of despair, um, which our marriage, praise God, was solid, but that's a lot of strain on a marriage, you know, to walk through that. Um, I We have an older daughter and the kids were fine, but their lives were in turmoil. Why can't we go back to church? Like, what is going on? And I just remember every morning, Megan, I would just wake up with so much anxiety mm. and so much stress and just feeling like not terrified, but overwhelmed about what was ahead of me. I remember praying and just saying like, Lord, I feel like there's such a disconnect between what I say and I know that you are God. I know that you are sovereign. I know that you're in control, but my daily emotions and feelings are not lining up with that at all. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's this lack of connection between my head and what I know to be true about God and my emotions and what I'm feeling because I'm feeling super lost. And so I felt like very tenderly in that season, the Lord invited me to kind of figure out why and to go to the word of God and to study the lives of men and women who had walked their own kind of wild and crazy roads with the Lord and to see if and how they walked in peace in the middle of really hard circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so I started studying the lives of Sarah, of Sarah and Abraham and of Ruth. Um, of Ruth and Boaz, and I studied the life, uh, the life of Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and looking at the lives of the disciples, Paul and Moses. And I started seeing these beautiful truths about how God meets his people, how he met his people um, with his peace in these horrible situations. Yeah. 
And my faith grew and I was able to start to see that the same God who cared for um, Sarah in the desert, the same God who cared for the disciples uh, after his death was the same God who was caring for me. And so that's what this book was born out of, was my own pain and my own awareness of my anxiety and fear and wanting to be a woman who could walk in peace regardless of what was in front of me. Yeah, I I love that. I, I think it's, yeah, so important. I went to um, counseling a couple of years ago and a big part of it was really recognizing, you know, that the Lord, like that same God in the Bible who is with these people with the different people who are walking with him who are going through really big things is the same one who is with us and yeah. and kind of learning too to really reshape my mind to to know that mm-hmm. and to be able to take those thoughts captive so as a sister who has also done many years of christian counseling i would say praise god for good counselors yes praise god yeah. for the men and women who are trained to help us work through our mental health and to walk in truth. I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for good godly counselors. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, me too. It really, it's life-changing and it's such a gift. And yeah, so I'm so thankful for, like you said, good godly counselors who can help us walk through the things that we need to walk through and we don't have to walk through it alone. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. And what a perfect place to tell you about a sponsor for today's podcast and a deal that I have for you. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of twists and turns, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles that life can bring. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. I've always supported others going to counseling, but I didn't think that I needed it. When I went to counseling for the first time a couple of years ago, it was life-changing and mindset-changing. Most importantly, my counselor was a Christian and brought the Lord into all of our conversations. At Faithful Counseling, you can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed until you find the right one for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. We all need to talk to someone, and Faithful Counseling can help. Visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. She Lives Purposefully podcast listeners get 10% off your first month when you use the link faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. That's faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. So one thing that I noticed in your book that I did want to talk about in this, first of all, I am sorry for everything that you went through. That is a very heavy, Mm. heavy season. Um, But I also am, 
am thankful for everything that the Lord showed you through it um, mm. and how it is also going to bless so many um, women, including myself, who who are going through anxiety and maybe going through something similar, something totally different, but just need to be trusting the Lord and um, really learning how to how to mm. how to even do that. But one thing that you kind of talk about is whether or not we have to exit whatever is giving us stress to have peace or if we can have peace in the middle of it. So can you kind of talk a little bit about that, how it's possible, you know, you don't have to, in this situation, like your husband didn't have to find the job before you found peace or, you know, different things like that. You can have that peace in the middle of the situation. Totally. And I think think it's important for us to acknowledge, especially as women, that we're in a culture that tells us exactly the opposite of what the Bible does. The word of God says that we can have peace in any circumstance. And I'll circle back to that and, you know, practically, how does that look? Yeah. But I think it's important for us to just acknowledge, like, we live in a culture that's constantly telling us that you have to exit. You have to get out of the stress if you want to find peace, you know. And that's why, I don't know about you, Megan, but for me, you know, when I started studying peace and thinking about peace, my mind automatically goes to, like, well, if I could just get onto a beach with like a cold drink and just read any book that I wanted, like I would feel so peaceful. You know, if I could just get out of my day-to-day stresses, of course I'd feel peaceful. Um, Or if I made more money, like maybe I'd feel more peaceful because then I wouldn't be worried about things. But, and, and to be fair, like, let's give a caveat here. If, if there are women listening and you are in a toxic relationship or you are in a toxic job, yes, you are going to need to leave that, you know, that, toxic relationship or job to get to a place where you can even have peace because you're that's not safe for you Mm. right so that's the caveat is that god does not call us to stay in um perpetually toxic unhealthy unsafe situations with that said most of us (laughs) can't get out of the circumstances that are causing us stress on a day-to-day like basis um jobs are stressful (laughs) jobs can cause a lot of anxiety most of us need to stay in our jobs, right? For practical reasons. Um, marriage, as much as I love my husband, he can be a real source of stress in my life and <laughs> vice versa. Let's be honest. Like I know I caused him a good amount of stress. Uh, my children who I love with my whole heart, they require so much. They're demanding and stressful. A lot of us have family relationships that we can't just suddenly not have a relationship with, you know, the family member that is like so anxiety inducing. So most of the times, the reality is that we can't exit our circumstances. And we then have this opportunity that God is giving us to find, as the scriptures say, that peace that surpasses all understanding. It's a peace that doesn't make sense Hmm. into the middle of our lives. And it's a gift that he gives us because, yes, peace includes all these emotions of tranquility and harmony, you know, but more than a passing emotion And more than a fleeting thought, peace means being at rest. It means being contented right where we are because of who God is and because of our relationship with him Mm -hmm. and because we know the promises of God so we can rest in who he is, even if the world is swirling around us. Yeah, I love that because of who he is. It's not because Mm -hmm. of what we can do, how we can fix it. Um, Or even, you know, like we're talking about, just because we exited the situation, it's because of who he is. I mm-hmm. I love that. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? 
No, not at all. Okay, no. Um, so just like jumping off of that too, how do we do that practically? How do we experience, yeah. um, and this is something you talk about in your book, you know, experiencing God's peace in our daily life. So how do we, how do we begin to do that? Like, like you said earlier, we can know these truths, like, okay, the Lord, you know, is sovereign and he's in control and he's with me. Um, yep. but sometimes it's feel, it feels like it's still hard to, to get peace, even knowing that like there's a disconnect there. Totally. You know, and I, I think it's important. I want to make a little, forgive my like biblical nerding out here, but I want to do a little definition um, yeah. because to experience God's peace in our daily life, we first have to know um, the kind of umbrella reality of God's peace. So there's two, biblically, there's peace with God, and then there's the peace of God. Mm. And biblically speaking, like if you do all this study on peace, which was so fun to do, you know, there's these different biblical words for peace, shalom, um, the peace that happens between people, the peace that happens between God and people, the peace between nations. Okay. All different kinds of peace, but the biblical concept of peace with God is where we have to start. And that's what Jesus attained for us Mm. through his death and his resurrection. So Romans five, one tells us, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who made the way for us to have this right relationship with God the Father. And 1 John 2, 2 says he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we're no longer God's enemies because mm-hmm. of Christ. He has taken the wrath of God from us and we can have peace with God through Christ. And I say that first because what we're talking about here, that this experiential peace, that's a peace of God. But we can't have the peace of God unless we have peace with God through Christ first. Mm. So just for anyone who's listening, if you're like, I'm constantly struggling with anxiety and fear, and maybe it's because you don't yet know Jesus. Maybe it's because you've never fully surrendered your life to him. And the great news is that that opportunity is available right now. He's not a God who is far off. He's a God who comes to us and longs to be with us. And so... It's, we first have to know the peace with God that Christ provides, and then we can have this experiential peace of God. And this is the peace that Jesus talks about in John 14, 27, when he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, the Apostle Paul talks about this peace too, and I, I don't know about you, but I've I've leaned on this verse so many times in my life, but he talks about this in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, This is that peace that we're after, right? And this is the peace that we can have once we're in Christ. It's available to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And what I love and I've loved as I've studied and then as I've written The Path to Peace is that the Holy Spirit is ready, willing, and able (laughs) to extend his peace to us any time of the day or night. Mm -hmm. It's not something, you know, we have to earn or that we have to strive for. We have the very presence of Christ. As believers in Jesus, we have the presence of Christ indwelling within us. And when we come to him through prayer and we say, Lord, I need your peace. The Holy Spirit is right there to extend that beautiful peace that Jesus promised in John 14, 27. And so, I mean, there are other things we'll talk about, but 
but prayer, as simple as it sounds, to come to God and ask him for what we need is the first step in experiencing the peace that he wants to give us. And to come to him, you know, so often I just have to say like, Lord, (laughs) I have everything but peace right now. Will you please help me experience the peace of Christ? Mm. Um, And then to wait on him. And no, most of the time we're not going to have 15 minutes to sit in silence and meditate, right? (laughs) Like, Um, most of the time it's going to be as we're driving down the highway or as we're in the middle of a conversation with someone we care about and we're internally asking God for peace. But even in those little moments, he wants to extend his peace to us. And so communing with him, being present with him, praying, that's that first place where I think we come to experience his peace. I love that. I love, um, too, you know, how you touched on um, that something that he wants to freely give us and that we have access to and we're his. And I think so often sometimes we feel like we do have to earn it or we have to do Mm -hmm. something X, Y, and Z to be able to attain that. And so I I just love that you reaffirmed that truth that the Lord wants to give us peace. Too, just jumping off of like talking about prayer, how incredible it is. Like scripture tells us to pray without ceasing, um, but that means that we can, like it doesn't have to be just in our quiet time in the morning. It doesn't mean that we have to step aside to do these things, that we can be praying in the middle of a conversation with somebody else where we need that wisdom and peace or when we're feeling anxious driving or, you know, whatever it is at work. So I love that you just brought that up too, that it can be very practically just in the midst of our day and should be, and it really should be. Okay, so continuing on into things that you you talk about, how do we respond to challenges with faith rather than fear? So let's, you know, I guess in that instance where we're talking with somebody and we are praying for that peace and maybe it's just a conversation that would spur on fear. Maybe there are fearful situations that we're in. Um, So how do we respond to these challenges with faith? Because I think it's so easy to default to fear, especially because we're so like surrounding us are things that are telling us to fear, whether it is world events um, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, anything. I feel like we're so flooded with being told why we should be fearful, but the Lord calls us not to. So yeah. Fear is all around us. And honestly, so many parts of our culture, even like advertising, especially for women, a lot of it's based on fear, right? Fear that we're not good enough, fear that we'll never measure up, fear that we're not pretty enough or won't be um, accepted. And so we are, we are dealing with fear being thrown at us from multiple angles all the time, both in the big and the small things. But I think that the first way and the best way that we respond to in faith you know, the word says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Mm. And so we have to be women who are constantly returning to the word of God. Um, we can't, as much as I wish I could, I cannot just make myself feel peaceful, Yeah. especially when I need it most, right? When I'm swirling with anxiety and I'm feeling totally overwhelmed, you know, we can't just make ourselves feel peaceful. And so if faith comes by hearing the word of God, then we have to go to the word of God and mm. um, what we can do is immerse ourselves in the truth of scripture and then let the Holy Spirit do that work for us because that's what he came to do. If we go back to John 14, um, Jesus says, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. And then he goes to say what we just read, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. This peace, this walking in this peace when we are facing fearful, challenging, hard circumstance, hard circumstances, it comes from immersing our minds and our spirits in God's truth. Mm. 
um, and in his word and being women who make the hard choice to turn to the word before we turn to social media, to turn on, you know, worship music that comes from the word of God before we turn on the TV. And these are things that are hard and that I still struggle with sometimes. But if I really want to learn how to walk in peace, there's no better practical way than for me to get into God's word because it is alive and active. It's sharper than any sword. It will cut me in the best way. It will cut out what is deadly and fearful. And by the Holy Spirit, his word will fill me with truth that enables me to face that fear with the confidence that I know who God is. And I know that I'm secure in him because he has saved me and he loves me. Yeah. I love that. Like it's all right there. You know, he wants to give us those things, but like you said, it is a choice to then turn to him, turn to prayer, to worship, to being in his word. Um, and I love that question almost like how much do we want peace? Um, Mm -hmm. because it Mm -hmm. is there for us. It's something that he wants for us. Um, only, only by him and not by us at all, which is why we have to be constantly turning to him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one last question for you, um, before we just talk about where we can find your book and, um, all of that good stuff, but how do we find hope in God's goodness and faithfulness toward us? And I love this because, um, or I'm excited to talk about this because I think a lot of times when there are things that can cause anxiety and fear, Mm -hmm. sometimes we are a little doubtful of God's goodness and faithfulness. And even if we're not in full doubt mode, we're just kind of questioning or confused at least about, Mm -hmm. I know that this has happened in my own life with family tragedies and things like, how can God be good? How do I trust his Mm -hmm. faithfulness? Um, if this just happened and all I can feel is fear and anxiety. So how do we find hope in his goodness and his faithfulness towards us? It's such a good question. And I think it's something that, um, I mean, I know I've had to return to so many times, right? When we feel like life is, this is not the life we wanted. This is not the life we expected. God, how do I, how do I trust in, in your goodness? And for me, it's it's part of what we hit on earlier, but it is remembering mm-hmm. who God is, both who God has been to me, but also who God has been to his people yes. over time. It is returning to the character and faithfulness of God. You know, I think about, okay, when my husband and I have an argument, I'm so frustrated and so upset. If I just looked at whatever it is we're fighting about, I'm going to be like, oh, he's, you know, why, why did I marry this man? I'm so upset. But then when I think like back to the history that we have and the ways that Michael has cared for me and and proven his his love for me and been faithful to me, I can stand on the years of our relationship and think, okay, this one argument does not define a whole of a relationship. I think a lot of times in our relationship with God, because we live so close to our own lives, literally it's impossible for us to always step back that we have to look back on the history we have with God. Mm. We have to remember. This is why I think in the Old Testament, we see so often God telling his people, set up some stones of remembrance. Keep repeating these um, holidays, you know, these, these parties, essentially these festivals to recount and recall God, who he is, what he has done for his people. And that is honestly, in many ways, what writing the path to peace was for me, mm-hmm. studying the lives of these men and women and yeah. seeing that that same God who met Hannah, for example, in her infertility, comforted her, gave her a child, uh, provided for her when she gave that child back to the Lord, 
the same God that met Mary Magdalene as she learned to walk in freedom from the demons that had just hounded her for who knows how long. The same God who um, taught his disciples and gave them grace to learn how to live with him and and each other, you know, this is the same God who is with us and for us and is walking with us. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that learning to recount God's history in the lives of the saints who have gone before us and in our own lives is hugely powerful. Yeah. One of the things that our family does every year that has really become like this marker for us is every New Year's Eve, and I mean, you could do this any day of the year, but every New Year's Eve, we sit down and just, as a family and we remember and we write down the ways that God cared for us that year, the prayers he answered the things that he did, the ways that he came through. And then it's just a simple piece of paper. We frame it and we put it up on the wall for that year. And when the next year rolls around, Mm -hmm. we write a new one and we put it on top of that one. So we have these years of God's faithfulness and promises to us that we can look at. And sometimes I will just go stand in front of that list. If I'm having a really hard week or a really hard month, I go stand in front of that and I remind my heart, look at what God has done. Look at how he has provided for us met us, cared for me, loved me, loved my kids. Um, and it gives me encouragement and hope to say that the same God who has carried me thus far will continue. The same God who carried the Israelites through the desert will meet me in my own desert. The same mm-hmm. God who raised Jesus from the dead can raise this season in my life out of what feels like death. Absolutely. I love that. I can't even add anything to that. That was so, (laughs) so good and so encouraging and something, you know, that we both, I know, have experienced in our own life, like having those tones of remembrance in our own life, whether it Mm. is those characters in scripture that we're like, this is somebody that I resonate with and I'm going to remember what the Lord did in their life or just looking back in our own life is such a good I think a way to remember that I can depend on the Lord. So I love everything you said. And I love that example of what you guys do, how you write that down, Mm -hmm. frame it. Um, That's so beautiful. I'm going to, I think we're going to start doing that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we call it for us, we call it the Swindell Ebenezer list, you know, our remembrance. So you can take your own family's name and just write it at the top. There we go. It's really special. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's so great. Um, Well, thank you just so much for this encouragement today. I'm going to ask you for one last bit of encouragement, but... Before I do, just tell us more about your book, um, all all the information we need. I'm going to have things in the show notes um, for people, but um, just to find more about you. But tell us yeah. where we can find you, your book, all of it. Yeah. Uh, the Path to Peace, Experiencing God's Comfort When You're Overwhelmed is honestly, it's available pretty much anywhere online. You want to get it if you like to buy your books at Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, anywhere online, you know, indie bookshop stuff you can. Personally, I always love supporting my local Christian bookstore, but um, sometimes that's not possible. So anywhere you want to buy a book, you could buy The Path to Peace um, online. And then I have my website. It's just my name. So anneswindell.com. And there's no E on Anne, even though Anne of Green Gables has one. <laughs> I cried about it as a little kid, but I moved on. <laughs> um, anneswindell.com. And at my website, you can just connect with me about book stuff, writing with grace, um, that those classes, um, some of my articles online. And then my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. And it's just Anne Swindell. So I've kept it pretty consistent. If you can find my name, you can find me. And I would love to connect. 
perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, and if you have one last bit of encouragement for mm-hmm. the She Lives Purposefully listeners, whether it's related to this topic or not, yeah, we would yeah. Love, to, love to hear anything you have to share. Yeah. Jesus is worth it. No matter the cost, no matter the um, sacrifice, Jesus is worth it. He's worthy. I have, you know, I've been walking with the Lord most of my life and I'm not even that old yet, but I have seen his faithfulness. He has proven himself um, over and over again to his people. And this world offers us a lot. And for many of us who even have the ability to listen to a podcast like this, we have more tangible, practical gifts than some people in the world can realize. But the truest prize and the greatest uh, treasure is Jesus himself. Mm. There's nothing else worth uh, giving our lives to. So yeah, he's, he's it. He is the thing and the one that our hearts desire most. And when we walk with him, we will be satisfied and we will have that peace that we long for above all else. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on the She Lives Purposefully podcast.